Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in the studio, Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. Right now, Save the Kids is at an amazing conference full of people and organizations that are all about trying to save kids in their wakes of life. We've been making wonderful connections, and one of those is with the wonderful Orphan Voice Ministries, and we're so blessed and lucky to have their founder here with us today, Tony Brewer is the founder and director of Orphan Voice Ministries. He's lived in Vietnam for the past 14 years, supervises staff of 20 who work in general ministry areas of orphan care, care for special needs children, anti-trafficking outreaches, ministry to the poor, and underground evangelism. Uh, He operates two therapy centers, an orphanage, a deaf school, and also conduct anti-trafficking seminars in public schools. Welcome, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Nate. Great to be with you. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, super, super excited to be here with you. So tell us, um, how did the Orphan Voice Ministries come to pass? What is your story? Let's hear it. Well, Nate, uh, several years ago, uh, I walked into a an orphanage of a developing country. And that's all you have to do, man, to get the bug, to, to, uh, to know that if you can do something, you, you, you need to try. Uh-huh. Uh, that particular orphanage was. Uh, I walked into it and and uh, walked over to a, a bed with just a normal baby-looking bed and looked down and there was a child that was uh, tied, hands and legs tied, uh, and very weak-looking. And flies were uh, landing on the corner of her little eyes, and her eyes were all crusted, and she didn't have the strength to shoot them away. And uh, as you can imagine, uh, God used that to really change the direction of of, um, of my life and my wife's life. And we've been at it ever since. Holy moly. Um, and so, wow. Wow. Um, that That's a lot of unpack there. So, there yeah. <laughs> so holy crap. And God, um, is, good. God is good. But that, that's what uh, that's what he it's one of the things he used to direct us into our life's work. Yeah. And so what is Orphan Voice Ministries? Tell about tell us about what you do. Well, it's born out of that heart. The the very um, pang or the the uh, that you felt in your heart when you heard that sh- little snippet and that maybe your visitors, I'm sure your visitor or your uh your listeners also felt that has been the uh, that's been the motivating factor all along the, the 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 urge that God put within us to to reach out in His love and touch people uh, in the name of Jesus in the name of His Son and we've done that and that really has taken the practical form of whatever we found to do whatever He put before us uh-huh. and so when we first moved to Vietnam we didn't really. Uh, we just we went out of obedience, and in in the course of time, it uh, the government came to us, and we're going to have to close this orphanage. Can you help us? 
And so that's how we got into the orphanage. Um, in other cases, uh, uh, someone would come to us. Uh, you know, we we have a we have a group of special needs kids here, and they don't have any they don't have any services. They don't have a, a therapy center. Can you help us? Yeah. And so, uh, ministry to special needs children came out of that. And then, probably the most heartbreaking of all was when a pastor called us and said, "Can you help us? Uh, one of my parishioners' daughters has been trafficked." And so that no. was our that was our introduction into the the our anti trafficking work, which now has three three programs, uh, two uh, two preventive programs, and and one after the fact. And we've developed uh, a um, a graphic novel that we distribute and print, and fifty thousand of those are distributed uh, in the last six months, and uh, have developed a. Uh, a, an in-school program uh, that we present uh, in public schools, uh, and we're making. And God is using it to make a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I imagine having a Christian ministry in a country like Vietnam has its challenges because Vietnam I feel like it's kind of restricted in terms of religion over there. Um, and so, what's it like? You know, having that Christian ministry in a restricted country. Well, you're you're absolutely right on that point, Nate, and uh, it's been a it's been a challenge. Uh, people are people, and when you get through the that layer of the gov- of the government that's concerned about Christianity, that it's against it, and you just get to where people are, uh, then you're dealing like with you're dealing with your neighbor, right? And then once they get to know you. They trust you and you can you can be their friend and you can you can help them and you can you can let them know that you genuinely care about them. Uh, yeah. There is a there is a layer of the government that's charged with, uh, you know, keeping Christianity kind of under wraps or out of the, uh, you know, kind of kind of controlled. And and we've had clashes with them from time to time. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, you know, even then, even those guys. Uh, need the Lord and they need his grace. And one of the, one of the most exciting days in, in our ministry of, and all the good, all the good things that the Lord has able us to do. We got a call one day from three um, officials uh, pretty high in their district or in their uh, region there. Uh, and they were, they asked us to pray for them. And so, uh, of course, those are, you're not, you're, you're a communist, you're, you're a party, you're a party member, or you're not in that position. And right. so we felt, we felt like we were making some headway when, when folks like that would trust us enough to call and ask us for our, for our prayer. So when you first started, you know, when you first started, um, your, your orphan voice ministries over there, um, I guess at what point did you start to get into your other things like your ministry to the deaf and all that other stuff that you've been helping with? Well, as I, you know, the government government group in a in a rural most most of our ministries in the rural area because there there is some help in the larger cities, right? Uh, uh, but so we 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 our work is mainly in the countryside where most of the poverty is. Uh, so if a um, you know, some of those families in the countryside, they might make an equivalent of a hundred dollars a month. Um, and so that's a, that's a, uh, that's not much. 
Uh, right. and, so, and, the, and the government doesn't have any funds either in the rural parts of the country. And so um, we went to this one district they, and they said, can you help us start? Can you, we, uh, we've got uh, 128 special needs kids here and nobody's helping them. Can you help us? And so we determined that we could and we started uh, going through those 128, going through the paperwork. Uh, on those 128, our, our intention was to start a therapy center, and we did. But my staff from time to time would say, this one's deaf, and this one's deaf. And I thought, well, I really did, it really didn't click with me because I thought, well, a, a therapy center can't help a deaf child. So that's just, you know, don't even bring me the ones that are deaf because we're talking about, we're talking about kids that can be helped with a therapy center. Right. But then I learned, Nate, that the kids who were deaf were not going to school. No, no. Yeah. They were not going to school because there's no signing teachers yeah. and there's nobody to teach them how to sign. And so uh, they were historically, they just grew up and, and they kind of formed little gangs and uh, it was, it was a bad scene all the way around. And so when I found out that they weren't going to school, we sent one of our staff to learn sign language. And that was the beginning of New Beginning School for the Deaf. <laughs> That's so cool. But they are, they are something. They are something. I tell you, they're they're the greatest. Man, holy smokes. Now, with your you're helping out, you know, you're aiding and you're helping these kids with disabilities and whatnot. Um, what is the state, the condition of special needs children in Vietnamese countryside right now? In the countryside, uh, great need, uh, great need, and some, some a good number of kids won't have any care uh, without somebody like Orphan Voice coming along. Not uh, that we're the, we're not the only one, but there does need to be some outside help, and the government is glad for that, and we're glad to provide it. Uh, right. Oh, the Lord's uh, compassion is very great. And he loves people, and yeah, um, you can't. Uh, you just, we just, uh, we're just so grateful for the opportunity uh, right. to be hands and we're in a way the hands and feet of Christ, and and uh, um, so yeah, we're we find a need, and uh, like I say, we've now we've opened two special two therapy centers, and we have New Beginning School for the Deaf, and. Um, we're doing, we do cleft lip and cleft palate surgeries oh, as dang. well. Yeah. And so, uh, wow, that's a, that's, so we're, that's incredible. You know, we keep our 20 people pretty busy. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> now you also mentioned that, um, you do some work doing anti-trafficking stuff. Uh, tell us a bit about the issue with Vietnamese kids being sexually abused and trafficked because you're doing a lot of work and you talk to public schools about this very thing, actually a lot. What, what do you talk about when you talk to public schools? Tell us, tell us about that. Well, we've developed this, as I mentioned, uh, a seminar that we go into public schools and, and present. It's called More Precious Than Gold. And uh, I love so that. it's it's, uh, it's kind of twofold. Number the number one, it 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 it's it's edu it educates the kids uh, how to avoid traffickers and what they might do and how they might present themselves. Vietnam is a source country when it comes to trafficking. That is, they supply the girls and the women. I mean, uh -huh. people, that's where people, some of them get their, you know, get their. Get their people. Yeah, get yeah. the people. Um, uh, so the seminar, More Precious Than Gold, uh, 
teaches them what the what might happen, what the normal trafficker might say, might do, usually if somebody that they know, what to watch out for, who to call, what to do if they feel threatened. And so all that's new to them. What uh, are the, some of the things that like traffickers will do to to get these kids, you know, in their grasps, you know? The first case we had was a case uh, in a in a in a in a village, a rural village. And uh, it was a Vietnamese young man, and he came to the village, and he he uh, befriended first this uh, 13-year-old girl, and then he began to court her. He was 18. Okay, so he's acting like he's dating her. Yeah, he, okay. he, acts, like, he acts like he cares about her. Gotcha. And he would come for a couple of weeks, and then he would leave, and then maybe in six months he would come back. And he did that for a while. And she fell in love with him. And then one day he says, let me take you to Saigon. And Saigon, there's it, it's so big and so beautiful. And it never, something's always going on. Right. It's like, it's like a, you know, a, a, a little, uh, a boy from the hills of Kentucky saying, let's go to New York City. That kind of a thing. Oh, gosh. And uh, so she didn't talk to her mother about it. Uh, and But she said yes. And he, he came on the appointed day in a van and he had a, a lady with him and another one or two with him. And she got in the van and went with him. And in Vietnam, um, watermelon seeds are a kind of a snack. The people are often just eating. And so right. the lady in the van had watermelon seeds. And she said, would you like to the, to the girl, would you like some watermelon seeds? And the, the girl thought, Oh, how nice she is. And oh, she no. ate some. They were laced with some sort of uh, sedative. Some drugs. And uh, they were taking her to Cambodia. Now, we were, <sighs> their plans were thwarted. They didn't make it to, to Cambodia. That's the good part. The bad part is that she was sexually abused yeah. on, the way, on the way. But that oh was our gosh. first case, and that got us involved in it. And um, we were able to help her. Um, in a restorative type of way, our our uh, our experiences that in that that kind of a situation, only the Lord Jesus Himself can really get to the inner, inner hurt there. But He has to have a vehicle, and she that's been several years ago. I say that's our first case, and uh, yeah, she grew up and and was restored and and is married now with a child. Oh so wow! Just restore. <laughs> Holy crap! That's crazy. That's crazy. But, um, and so like when you talk to schools and you tell kids, like, it's good, like, you know, when, pe when people get trafficked, oftentimes they try and gain your trust. And, and is it true that oftentimes it is someone they know it's not some yeah. random stranger danger out in the street. It's oftentimes like someone a, like within a, their, another, brain. another case we had to illustrate your point is a girl that uh, aged out of an orphanage. And you know, that's a that's a kind of a uh, a risky population right there. You know, she doesn't have obviously right. a family, so she aged out of her or, out of an orphanage, um, and her uncle came to her one day and said, "Would you like to? Uh, I'm going to go to China to uh, on a vacation. Would you like to go with me?" She was twenty or twenty one at the time, and uh, that's another that's another kind of thing that nobody could say no to. Right. She went and it was it was all set up. He had sold her to a middle 
he sold her to somebody, whoever he was dealing with, he got 500. We found out later he got $500 for her. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure uh, uh. She, ended, she ended up being married to a, uh, to a farmer, a Chinese farmer. And um, I'm sure he paid whoever he paid. I'm sure he paid a lot more than $500. That's um, crazy. It's literally slavery. People being sold and and auctioned off and to the highest bidder. And well, and, and that's you know in China there's an imbalance and uh, with men and women and not enough women and and so it kind of drives that sort of thing. Uh, in this case, it was a weird case, um, and, and I don't want to hold ourselves out as as experts. I'm just sharing. Right, right, right. But you have, you have experiences, absolutely. What we've done, and and in her case, we we were able to make contact with her about a about a year after that, and we said we think we we can help get you back, uh-huh. and she said. You know, she obviously didn't have a good relationship with her family or none of that would have happened. Right, right. And uh, she said, you know what? He's uh, he's treating me pretty well. I think I'll I, I'm not I don't think I'll come back to Vietnam. And so that's just a kind of a weird. Uh, turn yeah. But uh, it's, I guess it goes to show that everything's not black and white. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But at the same time, like right now, especially in this digital age. Kids have people yes. approaching them online all the time yes. saying, Hey, yes. you're beautiful. Hey, you're yes. special. Hey, yes. try and get you to send something inappropriate and yes. then kind of just get them ensnared. It's so yes. easy for kids right now yes. to trust people that they don't know on the internet. That's right. And, uh, you know, Vietnam is, was slower to come to the age where every kid has a phone in their hand, like, like, like we do here, but that's happening. And, and that's the, that's the that's the new frontier. That's the that's the that's the frontier that you know where they do recruit, oh. uh, and so we we touch on that as well. And um, it, it's been we were so we were blessed to learn. Uh, we just heard it about three months ago because the issue is how do you know you're doing any good? Right, right. How do you know you're making an impact? How do you know you're making an impact? We know that we know how many kids come to these seminars. We know that in the last six months, 50,000 have heard it. Holy it's, smokes. That's a lot. We still don't know, you know. So, but the government there in Denang released figures just a couple of months ago. And at first, this sounds bad, but it's really good. They said the number of reported cases of abuse and trafficking is has doubled. Probably because they recognize what it is now and they're actually reporting it. That's right. That's right. That's exactly it. Previously, it was not reported. And so we, you know, we get into these cases and we will often work with the police to to get people prosecuted. That's sometimes hard, harder to do. They don't prosecute uh, theirs here. Now, the other thing I would have to say that more cases have been just cases of sexual abuse and not technical trafficking cases. Yeah. But a lot of sexual a lot of abuse. Were uh. A stepfather or a neighbor or something like that. So how do you help kids learn to know what to do when that happens? Like if they're sexually abused, whether it be, you know, in person, like, like physically or someone's like extorting them online over some inappropriate pictures that someone sent to them. How do you coach them through that? What do you tell them to do? After it's already happened, yeah, yeah. Well, we're th- then we're in restorative mode. Okay, uh, we uh, 
we will, if we find out about it, we have a case right now where it looks like, uh, well, we have more than one case going on right now where there's been abuse. Uh, it was not trafficking, but there was criminal abuse, sexual right. abuse. And in one case, um, the girl still will not talk about it. But her behavior is such that we're we're ninety nine point nine percent sure that it's happened, uh-huh. and so we have to gain her trust. We just we just become her friend. We we walk along beside her. If she's not if she's not living in a safe place, we provide a you know a, a safe place, food, uh, and just become her friend until she can can begin to open up. That's the first step. Yeah. What should kids do? Like after it happens, like who do they talk to? Well, they need to talk to their, if, if it happened and, and, and they don't, you know, they need to tell their, tell their mom, they need to tell a teacher or tell their mom, they need to tell somebody quickly. A trusted adult? Trusted adult. Okay. Uh, quickly. And uh, and then so far as the restoration, you know, that's, that's just a hard deal. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, it, it takes a long time to get over that trauma. I mean, terrible, holy Terrible smokes. trauma, terrible scar. Uh, yeah. So in those cases, we we pray and we 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 try we we open ourselves up and hopefully we're vehicles for the love of God to flow right uh, into that life and over time there can be restoration there can be there can be there can be restoration right right and I mean as much as we love restoration as much as we love being able to help those people we love even more prevention right right and so what is the what is the key to prevention with these sort of things with sexual abuse with trafficking with these things that you've been helping with. The, the the more precious than gold seminar that I mentioned earlier uh, kind of takes two tracks. One track is anti-trafficking. The other track we call uh, is a subtitle: "Good Touch, Bad Touch." Okay. And and it teaches younger ones, you know, what's what's a good touch, what's a bad touch, what do you do if you if somebody wants to touch you bad? Okay. And and it goes through helping them to know that it's right to speak if that happens and tell them to speak, tell them to speak quickly back to your uh, observation, a trusted adult. And, um, and so that, that's what, that's what that track of more precious than gold is all about. I love that. I love that. Just making it simple for them. Uh, There's a similar, a a similar concept. There's a book on Amazon called good pictures, bad pictures to help educate kids about pornography. So similarly, good, good, good touch, bad touch, you know, teaches kids about, (laughs) you know, grownups trying to, because a lot of times, you know, they, they touch them inappropriately something. They're like, Hey, you're going to have to keep this a secret. Okay. Just between you and and uncle or aunt or whoever, what, because usually it is a family member, unfortunately. Um, And it's like any time that an adult tries to get you to keep secrets from your parents, that's yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. that is, that's not a good thing. And so just simplifying it for those kids is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys are doing wonderful, wonderful work spreading love into these children's lives and just trying to do the best impact that you can. And I, I truly appreciate that. Before we head out, how can people see what you're up to and just see what's going on? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Well, great. Well, thanks. Uh, well, we we're on Facebook, Orphan Voice. It's on Facebook. We have we're on Twitter and LinkedIn, and uh, I think Rumble, all the major social media networks. Uh, we have a website, of course, orphanvoice.org, orphanvoice.org, not com, and uh, we have <laughs> yeah tons of stories and uh, video clips and just uh, 
you can get on a news, you can get on a mailing list to receive our newsletter. And we'd love to share it if anybody would like to have it. That's awesome. And all that will be in the podcast description. So please go check them out. They're doing wonderful things, trying to improve the world that we are living in and protecting the kids that we have been entrusted with. Thank you so much, man. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want us to come to your community, please use the link in the description to fill out a speaker form so we can make it happen. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Kids Inc. for your one-stop shop in raising resilient kids in this tech-heavy world. Always remember, You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.